Welcome to the On Point Podcast, a channel dedicated to helping you be the best hunter you can be. On Point is designed to help motivate and inspire you to get more out of yourself and your gear during your next hunt. If you're looking for information that will directly impact your success and help inspire you to go on new adventures, whether you're hunting with a bow or a rifle, On Point is the channel for you. Hey guys, welcome to this week's bonus episode. That's right, bonus episode. The reason being is that I want this channel to be really educational for folks. They don't want folks to get a lot out of it, but also having fun and having an entertainment value is also part of the channel as well. So this is a shorter episode. I think it's like 35 minutes long, and I have the honor and the pleasure of sitting down with Throat Punch and Papa Fish. And if you don't know who that's at, that's uh, part of the Born and Raised series. They had a, sh a small short window in there where Trent's and Trevor's brother, uh, Austin, a.k.a. Throat Punch, and Papa Fish, which is their dad, Daryl, uh, got a chance to come onto the show, and they killed an elk together. And it was probably one of my favorite episodes of the whole season, and I know a lot of folks have that, have that same feeling. It was one of the favorite episodes of Land of the Free. So uh, I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. It was filmed at the Northwest Mountain Challenge at Hoodoo. And uh, towards, towards the end there, uh, you can hear a guy on a microphone um, yelling some announcements and stuff. So I, I, forgive me about the sound quality, but uh, if, if you're not laughing through the whole thing, you're not listening because it was an absolute blast. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed this hard filming a podcast yet. So uh, I really hope you guys enjoy. And uh, I want to thank everybody that had came and saw me at the Northwest Mountain Challenge. It was awesome. I want to thank Throat Punch and Papa Fish for coming on the show. Royce Chambers also joined me as a co-host. And uh, I just really am excited to uh, share this one with you guys. So here it is, Throat Punch and Papa Fish. So uh, this is going to be fun, guys. Yeah, it's so, is there anything that you guys want to cover while we're on here? Any embarrassing stories you can tell us about them? Oh, I could tell you one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got plenty of those. Well, but. let's just dive in here. So we are officially recording, and uh, I have – let's get some introductions going on. Uh, my name is Daryl Fisher. They, um, I'm the oldest group in the Born and Raised Outdoors. Your dad. The old man of the sea. <laughs> um, called Papa Fish. <laughs> Born back in uh, 56, started bow hunting in 76. So Right on. And Coquille or? Yeah. Born and raised in Been Coquille? there my whole life. Right. Did you ever do the logging thing too? Oh, yeah. I've cut timber for almost 40 years. Really? Yeah, and i still cutting timber. Really? Mm -hmm. Really? That's that crazy. was back when you had to break a limb off and tie a string on it. To hunt, <laughs> when men were men and sheep were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking Prineville or Coquille? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got I got one story for you guys alike. Um, back in early '80s, <laughs> I had a guy named Mark Villers. He he cut trees too with me. I know him. You know Mark Villers? Oh, he still cuts, doesn't he? Yeah, yep. he does uh, stream enhancement stuff. Stream yeah, jobs. He's, uh, yeah. I won't say Blue Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge. Timber. Okay. okay, he's one of my. He's a, uh, yeah, I do safety for him. Mark gave me a call and he says, "Daryl, he goes, I got a line on 
a good bow hunting spot behind this. It's a big dairy farm of Allegheny, <laughs> and it was a monster dairy farm. And he goes, he goes, I got permission. He goes, join us tomorrow morning. He goes, I got my brothers with me. He had two brothers. I can't remember their names, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So I get, I get there probably half an hour before daylight, and we park clear down in the edge of the field. We didn't want to spook the elk because they always hung back in across the field right behind this monster pole building metal barn that they had the cows were all in uh-huh. and it was like 30 minutes before daylight and we come up with this plan he says daryl he goes you take my younger brother and sneak through this barn <laughs> on the other end of the barn there's this tall grass and the elk hang good. out just beyond <laughs> and i said all right and he go i go what's the catch he goes because we're going to be going up this cat road around the other end, and if you bump them, they'll come right to us. There was two nice bulls in the herd. <laughs> I said, all right, I'll do it. So we get down there, and, and uh, God, I wish I could remember his name, but we um, start up this one road that went led to the barn, and as closer I got, there must have been 100 cows in this barn. And we had to go through the barn because really? if you went on the outskirts, it was mud. <laughs> it was mud. Not the good, not the good cows, not yeah, the elk. No. No, these were moo cows. <laughs> yeah. So I come sifting through this barn, and uh, it looked like split pea soup about quarter inch Ugh. deep. And we're sneaking through it and wading through these cows. But through the barn had these metal cable gates that you big fences that you had to climb over and so i'd we go along and, and one cow would get up almost and crap on you you know and you'd move <laughs> over and i'd say stay down stay down because they'll you could just see <laughs> out there in the field and there was a herd uh, out there sure but it wasn't light enough to really see you could just see bodies so i climbed up over one of these big cable gates and i jumped to the other side and we went a little farther and then right towards the end there was one last section of these cables Hmm. and i said here hold my bow i'll climb over and you hand it to me well i climbed over and as i went over i turned around and jumped off and jumped into a 15 foot deep manure (laughs) (laughs) water and it it was like split pea soup and it had just it looked like hard concrete but it had a crust on it and the whole back end just kind of wiggled and i went right to my chin and my camo, I come out of there, and it was just like green crap all over me. <laughs> Luckily, you grabbed onto the cable, or you would have yeah, drowned in it. I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one way to go. I had oh, God. I had a pair of old, um, the old Redfields, the 10 by 50s. You know, yeah. they were yeah. about $300 back then in the early 80s. And those were just, look, they looked like split pea soup on them. <laughs> so I hiked back to the truck, <laughs> and I told the kid, I said, hey, you go around this cable and see if you can sneak on these elk. I'm going to go back and find a find a garden hose. I had change of clothes in the pickup. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have to worry about them winding you. No. <laughs> no, you don't. So I get back, and I drop down across the road near my pickup, got this, some clothes, and I went into this calving barn that I didn't realize was a calving barn. And all the time I was thinking... When I'm stripped naked, I know the farmer daughter's going to show up any time. <laughs> you know. And so I'm here bare-ass naked, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm 
just hosing myself off because it was just green. You can't make this up. I had binoculars and the whole just hosing away. And all of a sudden, up behind me was this little calf. It, I didn't realize I was in a calf. And it goes, <laughs> scared the bejesus out. <laughs> but anyway, that was my story there. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> too bad it didn't scare the crap did off you guys, you. Uh, Did you guys yeah. end up getting the bulls? We didn't even. I mean, we bumped those elk out so quick. <laughs> it's a crappy day. <laughs> it, yes, was. It, it was. Literally. It yeah, well, that's that's awesome. probably, uh, in the history of the podcast, the best introduction I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we got here? Um, Austin. Uh, most people know me as Throat Punch. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Carhartt. Sponsored, Sponsored by. He, still working folks, on it. Still yeah, working on it. For the folks it. who are listening, because we don't have it on video, you are wearing a Carhartt shirt. Well, yeah, you got to. In good condition. Yeah. Looks pretty new. Yeah. They end up sponsoring you or what? Not yet, not yet. <laughs> Still working on it. Still available. Yeah. Is there Won't return my call. Willing but available. Is there <laughs> anything in the works with Carhartt? As of now, I would say I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? You're telling yeah. me there's a chance? <laughs> I'd say more like one in a million. Yeah. So yeah. You're telling me there there's a go. chance? I like my odds. Yeah. So uh, you're the youngest? I'm the youngest brother, yeah. Trent and Trevor are my oldest brothers. Right on, right on. Yeah. And then so you graduated from the Coquille, same school as them? And yep, all Coquille that High School. And now you're working as a, what do you do? I'm a crane operator. I travel around uh, the U.S. doing jobs um, for various. Oh, so you go all around. Yeah, I've been to Pennsylvania oh, wow. and Texas. And I just got off a job in Washington and came straight here from that. Huh. So that's why I didn't even get my bow here for this shoot. I just came to hang out because <laughs> I, my bow's at home, and uh, I just came straight here. So, uh, what's your draw length? Thirty. Holy crap! Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Thirty I think it's thirty seven and a half. No, it's uh, twenty nine. Well, that sounds about kind of. Me, like it's kind of. Like, works out like, great. I don't know. <laughs> works out great because me, Trent, and Trevor shoot the same draw length. So oh really? Whenever I need to, I just give me your bow. Let me try that out. Oh perfect. Know? Yeah. We you know uh, when me and my buddy started bow hunting together. We used the same arrows and everything. So if one of us goofed up, we could steal each other's arrows. That's back a good idea. A lot yeah. of my arrows are different color because I'll buy a dozen, half a dozen at a time. And <laughs> I'll still have three, and you know why yeah. use the new ones when you still got a few old ones? <laughs> right. so, yeah, you gotta. You I'll know. pick up Austin in the morning, and he'll go. I'll go look at his quiver, and he'll go. I said, "You still got half target tips in there," and he goes, "I know. We'll change them out on the way." <laughs> <laughs> so, did you bring these uh, these boys up bow hunting, or did they do that I, on their own, or how's this all work? Nah, I, he brought yeah. us up. Yeah, I started out. Well, like I said, back in it kind of spoiled me back in '76. I bought a PS, PSE, and it. Felt like it weighed 20 pounds. It was one of the old four-wheelers. Compound with no let off. Yeah. Okay. And yep. I, I just shot at instinct, even went out there and practiced a little bit. And that year that I went out hunting, I just I got a five-point bull and a, a monster buck that I have mounted on the wall to this day. Really? I don't think I've ever beat that. And that was the first year I ever bowing it, and I was hooked. Oh, boomerang. Yeah, I yeah. bet. And the boys, I took them. I mean – when they could walk, they had a bow and took them to archery shoots and everything. Uh, yeah, well, whatever yeah, you taught put, them works, man. <laughs> yeah, put balloons right. up on a big styrofoam <laughs> thing. We'd shoot the balloons and it was right. a lot it, of fun. it's been it's kind of in all of our blood. Plus, I cut timber all my life, so you kind of learn the elk habits. Yes. You know where they live. And, yep. And so, just did a lot of teaching. But the kids, 
the kids almost outdid me as far as the bugling and everything because I started out in the era where a lot of times if you bugled, you scared them off, you know. Huh. But and what do you think that was just because the, the gear wasn't there? Or, or you just might deal? not have had the confidence that you're you're doing it right. Really? Know? I started out. I still don't have the confidence of doing it right. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> That's why I take Trevor or Trent with me. <laughs> you, you guys heard of a guy that had an archery shoot and then he built he built a Bugles Abe and Son? Yeah. You heard of uh, that? My yeah. first tube was an Abe and Son. Well, I cut, oh, timber, I cut timber with him for four, for six years. Really? And he'd give me these cow calls, you know, the little cow, that little cow call, it was it was money back then. And that's Moline, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ralph. yeah um, I do, uh, I work with uh, Tony. Okay. Lean. Yeah, I, Tony and I, Tony was probably that young and used to follow him around and pack my gas and oil and stuff. So I've been. <laughs> he's out. quite the logger now. He's a oh, good yeah. guy. He's oh, a great yeah. guy. Yeah. Great yeah. Guy. Yeah. He's come a long way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So do you guys get out outside of Roosevelt's and Blacktails at all, or? Not a lot yet. A little bit. You know, I went to Colorado with the boys, and and uh, Trevor and I went to New Mexico last year. Really? That, that, was, that was that was awesome. Huh. We've done some mule deer hunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bow think. or rifle? We, or? Bow. We, we went, went we me went and all, Dad went all the, we drove all the way to Eastern Oregon, like yeah. 10 hours. We get all the way, okay, so this is my not, not real smart, but seemed like a good idea at the I time. Like Sounds like a good story. So we, yeah, <laughs> we go all the way over there. We're there two days, you know, we're scouting, seeing bucks everywhere, you know, and we <laughs> get up, open in the morning, we wake up at daylight a little bit before and, and what did i tell you when we first went out <laughs> don't shoot the first one you see <laughs> so i get out of you know we're we're driving up this road trying to get to a spot where we actually want to hunt we have an idea where we're going to go and park and hike back in here see what we can do and so we're driving up there and it's daylight now and all of a sudden i look off to the left and there's this buck right there uh, on the hillside Dad, he goes, I go, stop, stop, stop. I'm well, trying, I, to, trying to convince him it's not as big as he thought it was. <laughs> so that's a nice buck. I jump out. I run up the hillside. Pull back. For a black I shot a fork and horn. The first five minutes of daylight on the opening morning, we travel all the way over there. But you know what? It was one of the best eating deer there was. It was oh, good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. And then I just helped Dad and hunt with him the rest of the time. But I was on it. I was the only one to get a deer that yeah. trip, though. So well, I really? Pa- yeah. I passed up a lot of you know, little three points and small four points thinking, oh, we'll get, and I did, we jumped some hogs. Yeah, know? we did jump some big ones. But, um, you know, tag soup at the end of the hunt, but well, we had a great time. Bow, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's always the chance you're willing to take, you know. <laughs> yeah. One thing I really do like, I will say, is I'm a bow hunter, but I love rifle hunting muleys. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I just love it. The, the smells, yeah. the weather, the that time of year over the there, bucks too. bucks you see, the, yeah, that time, you never know yeah. what you're going to get. It could be snow, it could be 80, it could be negative zero. Well, that's elk season over east, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, we've been going over to the same spot for uh, for 30 years, and no way is that depressing. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's like deer, late season deer in Oregon. It can be snowing or it can be 80 exactly. degrees. I mean, yeah, the past know. couple of years, no snow. Really? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, that hasn't really There was any. snow the year before last. Yeah. You guys ever get into the late season blacktails at all? Is it yeah, a, yeah. Okay. I killed a. I got one on the wall. That's. Uh, it's not a monster, but I think it's what is a one thirty eight or. Yeah, something. nice oh, four by four. Yeah. But big eye guards. We used, nice we'd go down to Medford. We had one in there that <laughs> we nicknamed. He was seven by four, and he had double eye guards, and 
um, Trent and Trevor both saw him, and then I had him at about 90 yards for about an hour in the snow, but couldn't get an arrow in him. He was too smart. Nicknamed we, we nicknamed him Evander Holyfield. <laughs> he was a he was a hog. Yeah, but you know things things got worse down there. It just seemed like it yeah. was really good about. 10, 12 years ago, and it just seemed like yeah. it kind of dried up well, a little. We had this conversation the other day on a Blacktail podcast we did, and uh, we all pretty much said it throughout the podcast. We each agreed six years ago uh, where we used to Blacktail mm-hmm. hunt. Pooh, about the time that uh, fire hit, they locked it all up. Yeah. You'd see six or eight shooter. I mean, I'm talking 120, 130 class bucks, and now you're lucky if you see one or two a year. Can you walk in from the gate down I here? believe you can. You can. Um, I haven't called and asked. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of good area they locked up. I mean, you know just as much as I do. They locked a lot of good area up well, there. Well, yeah. It has nothing to do with the bears and cougars that run around up there. Well, what the what I've heard it is, yeah. yeah. Is, we, uh, me and Dad, we saw, what, we saw three? three cougars. We were driving down a road, and there was about two inches yeah. of snow on the road. And there was three cougars in the middle of the road just playing in the snow. Really? It was crazy. No, yeah. yeah. It was well, a few years ago. Yeah. That was up um, – uh, it no was, tail creek yeah, or somewhere. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple years ago, I, I hunt with a buddy a lot, and uh, we were hunting for about – we took a week off, both of us, and we said, oh, we're going to hunt hard. We're going to do it. We're going to see if we can get a big one. We hunted for three days and didn't see nothing. <laughs> you know, I mean, we saw some bucks, but, yeah, I mean, 300 yards away, that doesn't do you much good with right. a bow. So we did that. Finally, by about the third day, we said, you know what, let's try something new. He had a pop-up blind. So we set up this pop-up line. We went over a hill and set it up here on this trail. And, oh, this is the perfect spot. We're sitting there for about two hours. And I, we don't really blind hunt, so we got really, really bored. So <laughs> right. next thing you know, he pulls out this $3 deer call that he bought at Walmart, you know, and he goes, let's try this. And I just looked at him like, really? And uh, he pulls it out, and we're sitting there, and we're laughing. Literally, we're laughing, and he's blowing this call, and we're laughing at each other and talking. All of a sudden, we hear this crunching. I go, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> we ne- Something walked up behind the blind where we had no window. Couldn't see what it was. Uh. We heard it walking around. It left. We got out of the blind about a half hour later when we quit hearing it. Looked like a big buck track. I really? said, you got to be kidding me. I said, give me that call. <laughs> give me that call. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy. That's one of the biggest unicorns of Oregon right there is late season blacktail calling mm-hmm. them in. You know, mm-hmm. and then how many do you call in that you don't even know about? Yeah, rattling it. it sometimes rattling, you can call, get Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> we had a. It's funny because we had a pod, blacktail podcast recently, you know, and uh, pretty much throughout the whole podcast, I learned I'm an idiot. You know, <laughs> like I'm doing everything wrong. Oh yeah. You know, Try to like, have two brothers that make hunting videos, <laughs> yeah. and then say, "Oh, I'm doing uh, this right." Yeah. But I will say, I did kill. Five point and jeans and a Carhartt shirt. Yes, you did. So. Yeah, and not only did you kill it, but yeah. you throw punched it. I throw punched it. Yeah, yeah. I think if uh, he brought it up earlier, I think if I just want to gain followers, I'm going to start shooting Elk in the esophagus. All right, that's what a man does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's what you said earlier. Yeah. Uh, but I want to hear the story behind that. So, because a lot of folks probably haven't heard of it, um, especially the ones that listen to this podcast. So, yeah. Uh, do you even know what episode it is? Twenty six. Is it? I. I have I think it's like 26. I'm not Episode sure. Episode 26, born and raised, land of the free. It's called, yeah. I think, I hunted, hunting my brother, my brother or something. Hunting I think. My brother. Yeah, yeah, I think Trevor's Tre- Trevor named it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's get into this. Well, we're hunting, me, Dad, and Trevor. You want to hear it 
probably two versions because I might have saw it a lot differently. You're truly your life. <laughs> no, it's true. It's just two different point of views. <laughs> well, we hiked back. We, we parked at this uh, cat road, and we started hiking back in there and bugling as we go. And Trevor was bugling and uh, filming and bugling and all that. And we get back in there a little ways, and we're just about to the end of the – we've done it before – so we knew how far we could go before it's kind of, you know, okay, let's go back to the truck. Well, right about the end of the road, Trevor lets off a bugle, and immediately this bull just sounds off. Really? So me and Dad run forward, and he sets up on the left side of the road, and I set up on the right side of this cat road. About 30 yards ahead of me. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> long More <lighted>. beside. <laughs> more beside. But, uh, Further up the road. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you can tell your version in a second. <laughs> so this bull, it immediately just comes screaming in. And I kind of set up on the corner there. I look over, and I'm watching Dad, and I'm looking where I can hear where the bull's coming from, but I can't see it yet. And I'm sitting there watching, and I look over at Dad, and he pulls back. And I go, well, shoot, maybe he sees something I don't. So I just pull back. <laughs> and uh, here it comes. Uh, Finally, I see it. It comes right up. And it turns broadside. So I put it on it, and I touch her off, and it jumps and spins I, <laughs> as fast as I can. I reload. He can look, reload really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-automatic bow. Him and Ty so, have a lot yeah, in common on the reload. Yeah, it's yeah. a salt bow. Yeah. <laughs> spins, and it's just looking right at me. And all I see, I can see, like, its chest and its, and its face, and I just put it right underneath its chin and let her fly. <laughs> right the, and it just... Punched it right uh, through the throat, and it went, what, 15, 20 yards? Yeah, probably 20. Uh, 20, 20 yards. 25. But <laughs> it rolled down the hill quite a oh, little further. In the right into this. And the legend was born. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, that was the beginning of, the beginning of it all. Uh, so is that accurate? Is that how it happened? Well, <laughs> here we go. It came in. It did come in really fast, and at about 28 yards, and it got right in front of this great big fur limb, and all I could see was limbs and legs. And so I'm trying to find some kind of a hole, and then I see Austin down there, and he just pulls, pulls the bow back, and he's sneaking around the cat road. Looking, you know? And I'm thinking, Looking you know, for my shot. you got to look for your shot. I think he's, he's game-hogging me here. But, but when he does, he lets that first one fly, and I'm thinking, okay, it sounded like sounded like it hit something, but I wasn't sure. It, it was out of, out of my view. And then he just reloaded, like, probably three seconds you know just like an automatic <laughs> weapon <laughs> but the second one it sounded like a 30-06 when i hit it right and throw it hit really? it right in that bone okay. right, right under the jaw just dropped well, it but yeah, it didn't and i go far. austin i goes, where did you hit and he goes the first one and he goes he goes i think it was right in there dad <laughs> i think it hit a limb but what it did is the first one went and it actually just cut into the back strap you can see it. It just sliced it like a like a knife. Just sliced the backstrap. Uh, just the hair. Right it over, just grazed the hair. Right over the top. It just hung around. Yeah, and know? it just spun and gave me time to get another. What one happens off. is that you were setting the situation up to to be in your face. Oh yeah, yeah. spin it around. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like a more high quality shot. Well, tell him what you said. <laughs> tell him what you said though. What I, I don't even remember. He, I said, well, where did where did the first one go? And he goes, he goes, I think I threw the one, first one over the bow, and then I throat throat punched the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give him a little warning shot. You know? yeah, I like to make it fair. Boring. That's just called fair chase. Yeah. I like to make it fair. Yeah, yeah. It's for the kids. It's for oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we we 
laughed probably from start to finish. We had it. We did. We had a great time. That is what it's all about. Oh right yeah, there. yeah. We had yeah. a ball. How often do you guys get to hunt together all like that? Me and Dad every year we yeah. hunt together Quite all the time. Yeah. Trent and Trevor and them they're they're always off kind of. They travel a lot. And yeah. Everything. So when they're home, we try to hunt with them a little bit. But I went. Uh, Oh, three or four years ago, I think uh, we went to Colorado, and we were back. We were back in an eight and a half, eight and a half miles where we camped. Holy smokes! And you get back there, and you go, okay, we kill an elk back here. It takes us a day. <laughs> Two to days get it to out. get it out. Yeah. It it was it was some pretty grueling stuff. Right. But, but we went I, to New Mexico with Trevor too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I killed deer, or elk. Elk. Really? Yeah, elk. Yeah, and I killed one. I I killed one the very last day, and it was just a dink but it was the best taste in elk <laughs> we're not really picky about yeah. you know if that's, it's legal yeah you know it's going to go down if you got yeah. the chance i think that's one thing that folks really like about the born race mm-hmm. series is that you They're, shoot it or you, do, you pass it up yeah. your butt's in the back of yeah the line. you're right. not we're what not tro- we're not trophy hunting here we well just, like trevor said with me when i shot that one he goes how how big was it i said it looked like a, a small small four point tiny three point or four point and it was a five point, uh-huh. and uh, it, it's just because I I looked at it, I saw it was legal, and I just quit looking at the horns and yeah. don't get nervous, yeah. you know. Just you know, if it's got three, you look for the throat. That's yeah. it. <laughs> if it's got three, look for that white patch right underneath his chin. Yeah. Uh, That's what you go for. It's like the roadhouse version of elk hunting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so is there any any other good stories you guys have? Of, of uh, I'm sure you've got a few. Oh, I've got a lot of them. <laughs> What about for for next year? Are you guys going to make an encore appearance onto the Born and Raised series? Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm yeah. sure we'll be on there somewhere. So. Yeah. Where they got they got that new new guy with a Mitch, you know, that's doing. Yeah. It. He's a great guy, and uh, he's going to be doing getting a lot of content for him and everything. And I, and a lot of times, it works out where Trevor. I don't know if Trent, but Trevor's usually home quite a bit, and he gets to go for a couple of weeks. And so we're, we tie in threesome a lot, you know, and go out and bugle for each other and yeah. everything. But when we so, say bugle for each other, Trevor bugles. For <laughs> we I made, throw a cow call here and there. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <Hoochie> mama? <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> he graduated. Yeah. The era, the era of the hoochie mama is dead. It kind of, it kind of <laughs> fell out. Yeah. There was about two years there where that was huge, it's and then. Old. Now you tell. I bought one. I didn't know any better, well, but you know. I bought one, and then it just yeah. Then the the primos little green bugly thing on oh, you do not girl. use that. The one that sounds like a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Where or you push the button. That one yeah. scared. Yeah. I mean, I can still hear elk running. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> Makes but. you appreciate a good elk call. Yeah. 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 Put it that yeah. way. What kind of bows and, and gear are you guys using? Because honestly, is, uh, I shoot the bow that Trent in the very <laughs> first video. That they made. What was that first one they made? Tagged out. Tagged. That that bow that he had in that video, he shot that bull with. He was just starting to start the videos and everything, and he goes, "Well, I'm going to buy a new bow." I said, "Well, how much you want for your old bow?" <laughs> <laughs> I still shoot that bow to this day, and that was what eight years ago. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, that it still hey works. Guys, yeah, it shoots good. It's a Hoyt. We we both know? shoot Hoyt. I nice shoot Hoyt. Yeah. I shoot I love it. Um, turbo, and it's probably. Oh, it's probably three, four years old. But oh, is it the Spider? Or yeah, the, uh, spider, spider Turbo. Yeah. And it's the long one, and I really like it. You yeah, know? that's a really popular bow. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. That's I'm still series. looking for those. The value keeps staying yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's sky high still. Bows. They're super popular. They're, the they're a nice FX. bow. They're yeah. smooth and everything, and the boys kept going, well, Dad, are you going to get a new bow? And I go, no, I'm going to get a new string. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm not into the flair and everything. That's why it's tough. This is a first podcast, so you guys. Yeah, this is our first podcast we've ever done. Hey, we Austin talked me out. into it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I said, Dad, let's go do this. We got nothing else to do. We got to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to let them know. We got to let them know. Do you guys have an arrow broadhead setup that you guys like to choose? Uh, I use the G5s, you the know, the Montex, the, Montec, the okay. stainless. And um, I've I've used them maybe for the last, oh, six, eight years. And, really? you know, and, uh, and I use always shoot the 125 grain. I like to shoot a lot of weight forward on okay. it, you know. Okay. I, uh, I've tried a lot of expensive broadheads at Trent and Trevor and shoot. And I found it. Uh, I shoot the muzzies now. Yeah. And uh, they fly just like my target tips. Are you shooting the uh, trocars, the MX3s, 100s? Are they silver? 100s. Yeah. They're blue. They're blue. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I know what they're blue. Do you get them on rollback? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the word, dude. I, I put them on clearance. <laughs> save up. Save up. Clearance. You gotta love a little the muzzies. <laughs> yeah, muzzies put, make a good broadhead, you know. Shooters. Yeah. But I found that they. I mean, they, they're not a high-dollar one, but they fly just as good, and they punch throats just as good. First six years I bow hunted, six or seven years I bow hunted, I was using the green muzzies, yeah. three or six for 36 bucks. Yeah. And then I switched to the MX-3s, and then I just started going all across the board. I was like, I mean, Yeah. Find out something that shoots good, and I don't – I mean, you don't have to adjust it. I, that's why I love them. I, I can go straight from my target tip to my broadhead and not have to get the Allen wrench out. Well, if you're both – Okay, it's a four inches low, six inches to the left. If, you're you know, both, if your bow's tuned good, yeah. But sometimes – sometimes I've shot – through the years, though, I, I, you put a broadhead on, and it's sometimes six inches to the left and yeah. two inches high. Yeah. So, but I've had really good luck with them. Then those Montex are great. And yeah, I know a lot of guys that use them. I don't know. Things have changed so much. I think when I was, we started out Oregon or um, Southwestern Oregon bow hunters when it first started. That yeah. was back. It was started out probably around '74. So I just '75. I just graduated high school, and uh, we a group of us got together and 3D was whatever you could make. Really? We, they didn't have a 3D target, so we would take cardboard and glue, like, maybe try to glue it to be six, seven inches deep, just cardboard, big chunks of cardboard. Carpet. And uh, one yeah. of the one of the guys in the group was the artist, and he would draw out the animal, and then we would try to make it kind of 3D. It, the thicker the cardboard, you could just kind of round off the edges, and then we'd paint it or put carpet on it. Uh-huh. That's what we did for 3D targets really? back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's but crazy, it sure though. came a long way. Yeah, I, I mean, the technology and stuff. My first bow uh, was a PSC Carroll Intruder. It was like a 90, early 90s, 94 probably in there. And then just seeing that thing hanging up right there, it's just It's amazing, down. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like how yeah. much better can these things yeah. be? Oh, the let off gets more. They get lighter. They get faster. Yeah. Exactly. quieter. Exactly. My first bow sounded like a 30-30 going off. Just <laughs> <Yeah. come> boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, same thing. I bought one off Craigslist. I was like three inches too long on my draw and all yeah. strung out and yeah. ridiculous. And it killed. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, you get all dialed in. Yeah. And the bows are just crazy. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I remember you get the hand-me-down because I'm the youngest, so I get the hand-me-down bow, <laughs> and it's always the draw length way too long. Your arm was just blistered, you know, after just slapping yeah. your arm so many yeah. times because it's long. Oh, I hated that. So I think you guys need to get a camera and go do your own filming next year. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dad? Submit it, submit it to, the, to the land of the free 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, beat that up. I'm telling you. 
We could try. Yeah. I don't know. That's the hardest part. It puts a whole nother um, realm as far as camera. Because, it, you know, when you're used to just me, I'm used to just getting out there. And a lot of times I do solo hunt, you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got maybe a caller and you got a cameraman. You got to worry about the cameraman getting everything. And we want to get the shot on film and everything. Me, it's I'll tough. kill something. If, if, it's, yeah. if it comes in and the cameraman's not ready. That's too bad for the cameraman. <laughs> I mean, I understand why guys do that because they, if it's not on film, then it, you know, it it's worth doesn't us, do any yeah. good for them. Right. But for us, I mean, we enjoy the meat and, yeah. and everything. It's I mean, not that they don't. It's a different yeah. dynamic. Yeah. 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 Really is what it is, and and, and also it, it's it's to get a bull on the ground, but you have to be able to produce this content to do what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like to it. do what they're doing, they got to yeah. do it, and it's great. And they have enough people to do it. They have an extra cameraman. They have yeah. a caller. Where me and dad, half the time, if it's filming, <laughs> our cameras are our phone. Or, you know, it's it <laughs> tripping over everything. And yeah. it's usually brushy. And half the time we, yeah, it would be a night. We might try it, but I yeah, got we might, it. we might. But this year is going to put a um, whole nother realm. My wife, before we even had kids, I, I got her a bow and got her into shooting. And she shot, and she went out deer hunting that very first year. But after that, then when kids came along, the bow got put away, and yep. and uh, well, ended up we got rid of the bow. Well, this last year for Christmas, I got her a nice nice bow, and uh, got her shooting. And the first right out of the gate, we went out 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 to Trent's, and we got out there at 20 yards. And I said, okay, and I sighted her in just semi, best I could. And I said, just hold her right on the kill and and shoot five arrows and we'll see how you did well i walked up i remember um, this <laughs> i was working on a job i was in texas and my mom texts me a picture and there's like three or four of the arrows are right in the bullseye really the fifth one right in the throat and i said that's my mom <laughs> yeah i'm serious just right at the so top i said family. yeah right. i said i, I must have inherited Two, it yeah. 20 yards we walked up and her first comment was i said that's good shooting becca and she goes they're not in the bullseye <laughs> that's that's the the five Holy arrows sucks. yeah that's killer for, oh. uh, for guys that are listening, they're all to touching the twelve ring and the just stacked in there just a little bit of the right because I didn't have her dialed in. Yeah, but she goes, the the bullseye's a two inch probably orange. Yeah, cut, and yeah. Uh, she's got one in there. And, and I'm afraid she's going to be pretty cocky it. though. You oh, know. but um, I'm oh, we're gonna, I'm going to take I'm going to take her hunting too and just try stacked. to get her get her a bull and try I to call her in. I hope you guys film it. Oh, we're I'm I'm hoping, but if it doesn't get filmed, it doesn't get filmed. You know. Well, uh, I think this has been a good podcast, guys. Well, I mean, thanks I for having, having us. you on. And uh, anytime you guys want to come back on, you're more than welcome. Well, thank you. Um, your guys' stories are awesome. See? Right and, in the throat. <laughs> let me see that last Check show. that out. Yeah, she did throat punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, all bullseye, one in the throat. That one was just for you. Yeah, it, yeah. Was. it was. I think we need to work on a few things. Number one, Carhartt. Yeah, make something happen. Still working on it. And then get you a throat punch t-shirt or something like that. I'm going to try to come out with a hat and a t-shirt or something, throat punch. And well, let me know what you do because I'll, I'll, I'll promote it and help you sell it. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll eat up the throat punch t-shirt. I'll, I'll get, if I, when I get it, I'll give you one. How's that? Down for that too. Yeah. 
Well, thanks for coming on. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've had a great time, and, and uh, we'll probably see you guys on the next one. All right. Definitely. All right. Definitely. Take care. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, so that's the episode. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you can, leave me a five-star review. If any episode has deserved a five-star review for entertainment value, guys, this is the one. So I've had uh, plenty of people leave reviews but without comments. And if you're wanting to get entered in all these cool giveaways that I'm doing, guys, you have to listen and, and, and leave a comment with a five-star review. That will get you qualified. If you don't leave that comment, it won't show me. It'll just show me that someone gave me a five-star review, but it doesn't show me who. So uh, very important because I want everybody that takes the time out of their schedule, out of their day, and, and actually leaves me a review to, to get entered in the contest because you did, you know, 80% of the work just getting on to the point where you can do it. And it only takes literally probably a minute, minute and a half. So super easy, super quick, and be sure to get yourself entered. Uh, we have some really cool giveaways coming up, and I'm, and I'm really wanting you guys to get entered in that. So thanks for watching, guys, and as always, I'll see you on the next one. Bye.